T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. They, you think Sword going to come out to that this year? Who's that? Sword. This is you better. Song. Yeah, why wouldn't he? I don't, it's like the uh, debate morning was doing a couple weeks ago. Should they change uh, Dancing on My Own? I mean, do you change things up or do you leave them alone? No, I like this. Leave this one alone? Leave yeah, Schwarber like lead off alone? Yeah, I mean, if things work, I think you you tend to leave them the way they are. alright That is how you hop aboard. Of course, there's a lot here to talk about. And our Twitter question, sponsored by the PI Dental Center, your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. That is um, our, our poll question. We have a couple up today. Is it cool to go to the movies by yourself? I like that one. 79% say yes. There you go, Hugh. Not a big deal. 79% think it's cool to go to the movies by yourself. But it's not. But people, that, that, that's, that's a, because, almost but you know 80%. What? I, I will say this. A lot of people say it to go. When you go, go to like the matinee. Don't go at night. And go during the day where you can have all the seats to yourself and eat all the popcorn. Like do do everything you want. Like I go to a matinee, but like like as a plan on a Saturday night, that's a little lonely. Are you are you thinking there's less judging eyes at the matinee? Well, it's definitely judging eyes. Well, it's no, it's no judging eyes at less, the matinee. Yeah. But yeah, when you go to the movies on a weekday, well during the weekend. Everybody looking at you like, dang, dog, you couldn't get a date. You couldn't get nobody to come. You, with you. you know what? Sometimes I feel like you forget that you're Hugh Douglas and like. People are just going to think you're cool, yeah. whatever you do. No, I don't think so. You oh, think I do. It's one yeah. thing if I was there by myself. Like, that's exactly. If it's Julio, people are taking pictures. Right? They're putting yeah. it on social He's media. He's all by himself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He can't find it. But date. if it's Hugh, they're like, man, He's I ran into Hugh Douglas lame. at the movie theater. Yeah. That's all they're thinking about. They're yeah. like, oh, he's so lame. Yeah, you have to think about that sometimes. Date. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? That was our other, other poll question today. Uh, 59% said no on this one. 41% yes. And then uh, we got some early returns on the Jolly versus Me poll. Jolly's winning this poll. Mostly, I think, as people just vote against my thought on anything on our Twitter polls. Uh, so, But uh, it looks, I thought I thought Jolly brought it. I was excited for the energy Jolly has. Yes. And Jolly wanted to let you know that while you frustrate him to no end, he does love you. And he I, loves uh, everybody. Jo- Jolly's one of my favorites. Love Jolly. All right, 215-592-9495 for Drew in Westchester. Hey, Drew. I heard the bat signal earlier. Run it back, baby. Bring Chauncey home. Drew, we got to start a movement here. And when I heard Howard last night, you know, you know, I mean, we know how Howard will throw things in once in a while. Like he kind of knows something. It got me excited, Drew. It tells me we got a chance here. Yup. So actually, I got an idea for you guys for a campaign. Um, actually, if I if I if I if I can present it to you uh, real quick, so you could actually do it at the Bird's Town Hall and. It doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, I'm big on hydrating with water. We're going to call it Chug 
for Chauncey, and at the start of free agency, we're going to have thousands of people just chugging a beverage together, showing that we want Chauncey back. Try to get it going on social media and all. Chug for Chauncey. True, that's a good idea. And the fact that we're going to be at McGurk's for this, obviously people could chug whatever they want, right? They get a drink, they get a water. Say, alcohol makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. Uh, do you want to do it while we're on the air? Chug for Chauncey? No, no, not, yeah. not while I'm working. Yeah, Maybe no, when we get off the air, yeah, 2 o'clock. I like this one, Drew. That, that is a fun one. And I, it, it fits, doesn't it? He's still young and... I don't think he's going to command close to as much as like the top of the safety market, so they could get him maybe on a good deal again. Yeah, he's just a guy to me. I know he's probably going to drive Fangio a little nuts, but he's just a guy to me who seems like a winner. Like the Saints were pretty good when he was here. We were awesome when he was here. The Lions go to the NFC Championship game when he's when, when he's there. He's just a guy who I, I just like. I like the vibes he brings. He's just a guy who I want to have around. Yeah, and, and I know it's small sample, but all three, uh, those two teams, the ones before, they got worse when he left. The Saints got worse. The Eagles got worse on defense. So I think there's something to what you're saying. Drew, what are you thinking about how fans here treat athletes? Yeah, so I definitely don't think we're too hard. You know, I don't watch or follow, like, a massive amount of Sixers, but, like, I remember there were fans giving, like, Markel Fultz standing ovations, like, trying to show Ben Simmons how to shoot. I actually think we get a lot of unconditional uh, love. I, I remember, this is, like, over a decade ago, I was at the first game where, like, Hunter Pence made his debut after uh, the Phillies traded for him, mm-hmm. and he got a massive ovation just for jogging out to the field for warm-ups, like two hours before the game. The entire stadium, like, roared before he had ever even done anything for the Phillies. So I actually feel like we a lot of times give the benefit of the doubt and just, like, a lot of, like, love from the jump where I don't think we're – I don't think we're too hard at all. I've kind of accepted that, like – Slade just likes to talk, and it is what it is, but I think he's way off base here. Yeah, that's and that's an interesting point. We, we do go out of our way sometimes to go the other way for, for in a significant way. Drew, what movie should we check out this weekend? All right, so you guys uh, should watch the movie. It's from the 90s. It's about a chess prodigy. It's called Searching for Bobby Fischer, and the reason I'm bringing it up is we talked about pettiness as a core value yesterday. You'll know it when you hear it. There's one line in the movie that really gives off Pettiness, I don't want to spoil it, but it's a really good movie. So searching for Bobby Fischer, highly recommend it. Good one, Drew, man. We appreciate the phone call. Drew Drew makes an interesting point there about the other side of this, right? Because we're you know, talking about are we too hard on, on the players here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, some guys may feel that way, but there's also the Trey Turner ovation. There's also the Markel Fultz ovation. Remember, that he, Markel Fultz got a standing O for hitting a three in a, I think it was an exhibition game against, was that him or Ben? One of them got a standing O in an exhibition Sounds like a game. Ben thing for hitting a three. Yeah, the, the Ben thing. Remember the dude that was like trying to guide oh, him? encouraging him to yeah. shoot the free throws? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's there's a lot of – eventually it, it could go the other way, like the Ben thing. But people here defended Ben and supported Ben for years, and he didn't shoot. Yeah, but people don't tend to remember those times. They just remember the bad times because it, it, it fits the narrative. That's why I said I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure that when I first got to Philadelphia, we got booed a lot. We only won three games. I'm pretty sure of that. Do I remember that? No, I don't. I don't because I think the good times that I've had here overshadowed the bad times tremendously. And I'm not trying to sit here, if anybody's listening, and act like you know there aren't some bad apples out there. There are. There's some bad fans everywhere. You can say that about fans in Atlanta. And you know that they get a rap that the fans down there are not as passionate as they are up here. There are bad fans everywhere. But 
I don't choose to remember. I don't remember the bad people. I don't remember that when I remember Philadelphia playing here. I don't remember any of that. Hell, even when I was in Jacksonville, I don't remember those cats because they didn't matter. Like, I, like seriously, I, I'm not just saying that just to say it on the air. I mean, I don't because I don't remember the bad times. I remember coming back to Philadelphia and how I felt being back here. But as far as being there in Jacksonville, I know it was bad because I hated it there, but I choose not to remember those days. You know, it just all depends on your mindset, man, to be totally honest. And it, it's just ironic to me that when you look at – when I look at, okay, say, for instance, Darius Slay, because we, we're talking about him, and the time that you've been here to now, I, would, I don't think I'm being facetious when I say that the time has – you've had more success here than you've had bad times. Oh, I completely agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so why is it – that when you talk about this city, that you talk about you love being here and all this other stuff, that's the part that sticks out to you. It's like being in a relationship, man. You know, you could be with somebody for 30 years, and you could be with that person, and, and you could have 10 years of, of turmoil. But those other 20 years were great. But you, you it it's all depends on your mindset. You choose to remember the bad 10 years instead of the, the 20 good years. So it's all it's all about your mindset, man. And that that's what, when I heard this, and I heard them talking, both of them, because the other guy that was here, the other corner that Steven was here. Steven Nelson. He was here doing a good run, too, wasn't he? So they made the playoffs the one year he was here. So, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Where did you go after that? Where, were you, where did you come from after that? So Steven Nelson, I believe, started in Kansas City, then went to Pittsburgh, then here, then Houston. He's actually played uh, – he's been on a lot of winning teams, actually. So why do you, why do you choose to remember the negative? Because, like I said, to a man, I don't remember – I know I had some negative. I know it. But I don't – I don't choose to remember that. I really don't. Yeah, someone called earlier and mentioned that we as fans have gotten a little easier, softer, but maybe so of the players. And it's, I don't think it was really meant as a negative. It's just maybe true, right? Like, I don't think this town is as hard on players as it used to be. I also think the the player, in general, players have, it's probably social media. They have rabbit ears. They just hear more now. So maybe it feels amplified. I, I don't know what it is. It just, it strikes me when you hear this because it's like, are we really that hard? I I think there's a lot of, especially younger fans who want to, to I'll use A.J. Brown's where they ride for players, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. their, it's their guy. Whether it's Hurts or it's Brown or it's Bryce, they don't want to hear any criticism of the player. And that's fine. But I, I, that didn't, I don't remember that when I was younger. Like, I don't remember much of that. Now it's, it, it feels like there's more of that. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Ken in Cinnamon. And hey, Ken. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? Good, What's up, Ken. What's up? Uh, you know, Jolly was on the right side of that argument, but I, I, I thought he did a really bad job of arguing. He was all over the place. So I, I, <laughs> I don't. I'd have to give the nod to you, Joe, just because your argument was was more coherent, even though you were. And he got real personal calling you hot takey because I know that that's one thing that you can't say around you guys on the air is that you're doing hot takes. Yeah, so. I didn't think that was fair, but that's all right. We, I had a good time having the debate with him. Ken, what are you thinking on on us as fans? So uh, I, I. I told Kyle that, you know, it, it's a really interesting conversation to have the day after one of the organizations in this town uh, permanently canceled a promo because fans don't know how to act when they have a hot dog mm. that costs a dollar in their hands, right? Um, I, I I think it was Jay earlier that made a really astute observation that the one thing oh. is, is that, uh, you know, the players have platforms to, to, to clap back now. So, you know... Back in the day, they didn't, and they just had to take it. And, of course, it also expands the different avenues for which fans can can go after players. Yes. Because now it's not just, you know, you buy your ticket and you boo. 
Um, but I, I do think in this city in particular, we're really, really good at identifying guys with rabbit ears. And I, I, I think Slay is one of those guys that has rabbit ears. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it reminds me of back, back when we were younger, there was, there was this, this booth down at Seaside Heights that would shoot the clown. And the guy would come out in this clown costume, and he had pads all over underneath the costume. And he would flip you off, and he would call you all kinds of names and stuff like that. And you would just shoot at him with the, with, with the paint pellet gun. Well, both me and my buddy were really good with guns because we were in the military and stuff like that. And we found this little spot on his neck where the mask ended and the shoulder pads hadn't started, and it was just bare skin under there. And we found that spot, and we pelted that thing, and we chased him back behind that curtain. And he was, he was that's, what, that's what fans in this city are great at doing to guys with rabbit ears, is just pelting that little bare spot until they run back behind the curtain. So, you know, I, I went to the Eagles game in, in Lambeau, uh, in 2019 when they won that Thursday night game in Lambeau. And it was like an otherworldly experience. Like, I, I, I thought I had traveled to another planet. When, when you know, the Eagles win the game and and Packers fans are coming up to us after the game, patting us on the back, saying, hey, good game. You guys really deserve to win. I'm like, man. <laughs> this is this is not Philadelphia. Yeah, that's so. a 180. And that can that's a funny story. I I uh, grew up not that far from Seaside. I guess that that clown was out of there by the time I I got to go and hang out down there because I I don't remember. But that is funny how you got him. Ken, give us a uh, a good movie we should check out. So it's a, I'm sure you guys haven't seen it. It's from 1990. Really good movie. Uh, Sean Penn, Gary Oldman, Ed Harris. It's called State of Grace. It's about uh, basically the Westies. Um, the Irish Irish mob guys in um, Hell's Kitchen in New York. Uh, really, really good movie. I, I haven't seen that one. I'll check it out. Ken, good phone call. Yeah, yeah. Sean Penn. I like Sean Penn. Sean Penn's a good actor. Um, we've got a couple mob movie kind of recommendations today. Those are some good movies, man. I'm telling you, I, I, I've i already put Sisu on my movie watch list. And there was another one that I got. It was something uh, it's called Something Wrong with Diane. Something's Wrong with Diane. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be another good one. I like documentaries. Like documentaries to me, I, I like those real life stories because it's like when you watch them, you're like, for real, somebody did that. There's some, and there's more. There's more now. I, I, I guess because streaming, they make more now. Maybe I wasn't aware of them. I don't know. Fifteen years ago, it just feels like there's so many. Like any subject you want, you could probably find a decent documentary on Chris in Northeast Philly's up. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Chris? All right. Well, first of all, um, yeah, as a city, we are not too hard uh, on our athletes. I gotta just look at Alec Bohm and Bryce Harper. I'd boo me and I, I believe and hate this place. I mean, both of those guys are still here. Both are playing well. Both seem to like it here. So like, just, you know, man up, go play, play hard. You're going to be all right. That's the way I see it. Yeah. And Chris, if you, if you just do it that way, people, they'll go from not liking you to loving you. Like Alec Bohm was a guy that everyone was frustrated with. It looked like he could be a bust. And now people love him. People really like Alec Bohm. Yeah, I mean, I I love the guy. I mean, and and he and he's getting better, and we get to watch it, and yeah, and it's almost like that little adversity like made people like him even more, made people relate to him mm-hmm. or something on on a, on a on a better level. But um, now moving on to Asplay specifically, um, I wasn't really that mad, or I didn't take it personally the stuff that he said. I kind of compared it to some of the stuff with AJ when he called in last week, and don't get me wrong, like I thought, like props to him for doing that. I thought that was cool, but. Just the way he handled some of it, like, like you know, he he, he was angry. He was clearly angry. Angry. He was trying to take it to Ike and Jack. He, he, 
he, he was talking about, you know, you don't, you misunderstand me when it's like, well, dude, you're clearly misunderstanding us and this station and, and the role of it. It seems like, and you have no interest in trying to understand it. Like, and like, I didn't get any of that from Slay. Like, I didn't get any hostility or any of that. It was almost like he, he just kind of talks to talk. He's got his podcast. He's talking to his buddies. It's, it's, it's almost like he doesn't even, to me at least, he's not even taking a lot of the stuff that he's saying seriously, and it's not personal. And that's why I didn't mind the walk back either, because it's like, come on, guys, it's all love. It's like he's just talking to talk. I didn't. But the, the problem I have with him is he's afraid to tackle. More than anything he says on his podcast, he's afraid to tackle. That's my problem. Yeah, and he's, he's also afraid to tackle, uh, you know, a take. Like that, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. He's afraid to tackle the tape. Maybe he just doesn't like to tackle anything. That yeah, might be yeah, the that's, that'd be a big... that's probably the biggest issue that he has yeah. right now. He's afraid to tackle the tape. You're right about that, Chris. Chris, give us a great movie we should check out. All right. Um I'm gonna give you the uh the Iron Claw. It's the tragic story of the uh the Von Eric wrestling family. Morning, it's it's a tearjerker. It was a rough watch for me because I uh I lost my younger brother last August. He was thirty, and that's kinda exactly what the movie's about. It's about a lot of loss, but it was Great movie. Have your tissues ready. The tearjerker and excellent performances all around. I've, I've heard of that and I wanted to see it. Chris, Iron Claw. Th- thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, the Iron Claw with the uh, the Von Erich, um, the wrestling family. Um, yeah, like I, the other thing about the Slay thing today. I, so that he was on Stephen Nelson. But let's play it again he, on Stephen Nelson's podcast. Here's some of Darius Slay, Stephen Nelson talking about fans in Philadelphia. Hey, bro. I learned quick. I said, Oh yeah, I gotta get out of here. It's not good for my mental health. Go ahead. Hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, I'll stress you out. Boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't gonna lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. That's just, what I'm saying. Just, they, I'm, not, I'm not used to that, It's not going to be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. going to be the same one. Yes. And he go ch- and he go hit yeah. you about 30 times. They're going to sit in the back of your, the bench. I know. And they on your ass. Every but, play. But Big Dog. He's I, terrible. What the f- is he doing? You got to hear that every play. Even if you make a good play. I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I don't get it twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I just hard on myself. Yeah. yeah. So like it got to a point where like I'm playing for I'm playing against the fans type I ain't even yeah. focused. And I have a third down stop. I'm talking to the, the fans. I'm, I'm coming outside talking not even the opposing team. Ain't it? The y'all didn't talk about every time. You know what's kind of interesting? I, I just as I heard it for like the fifth time now. I, I I thought about this when AJ was on last week with Jack and I. He, he mentioned how he gets a little frustrated because maybe we don't ride for them enough, right? We we criticize or we you know speak about potential trades or whatever whatever the heck he meant. We don't ride for them. You know Darius could have rode for Philly there. He's still here. Stephen yeah. Nelson's not an eagle. If he wants to say it wasn't the city wasn't for him, he didn't love it. That's his prerogative. Darius Slay could have been like, yeah, man, but when we're good, it's great to play there. Nobody I, ever does that, man. He just went along sides, with it. It's two sides to every coin. And and that's the thing that I feel is is kind of frustrated because you, you still have to be here. And I looked at some of the comments because I saw some of the people on Twitter. They they was like, well, we love you here, Slay, and all this other stuff. But my thing is I, I, I still do not understand how when you talk about all the good that you have here that you tend to focus on the the a few negative bad apples. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that because that because that's anywhere. You could pick any NFL team and go listen to their sports radio, especially the ones that complain about what we do, and listen to what they're talking about. I'm pretty sure there's some cats in Kansas City complaining about about the Kansas City Chiefs about something, you know. So it's the same everywhere. So to just tend to focus on the bad part about it to me, I just I just don't understand that. You know, especially when you've had so much success here because you were in Detroit before. You were in Detroit. 
and I don't recall you being – I don't recall Detroit being in the playoff squad or playoff team or being one of the teams I was considered going to the playoffs like the Eagles have been over the last couple of years. Yeah, you think he'd appreciate being on a, in a, with a franchise in a city that's in it every year, right? Because yeah. that's not what he was clearly early in his career. Let's go to Tim in Philadelphia. What's up, Tim? Hey, how you doing? Good, Tim. What are you feeling? Um, you know, what? I'm starting to think uh, this is, you know, what we're not talking about, what happened in the locker room. I think he did it on purpose. I don't think he really meant that. Uh, he, well, he did change the conversation for a little bit here. Uh, you're not wrong on that. I think, yeah, I think he's regretting it because now he's hearing a lot more than he doesn't want to. Well, and, that, mean, and that's not a surprise, <laughs> right? Like, he's, he's a, a star player in the NFL. He said something public. People are going to react to it. So, yeah, I mean, now, he's, now I guess he doesn't want to hear the reaction. Right, and there's one thing he did say. He said, "When uh, it's, you know the crowd will be chanting, run the ball, run the ball, and they'll run the ball for the loss of yards, and they'll cheer, and that's true. That's you know we, <laughs> that did we make do, me laugh. That that one made me laugh. Right, we're a smart fan base. We know football. We know what we're talking about. And when well, we see our team not doing the right thing, we're going to let them know it." Yeah, and I, I, a lot of athletes, I think, appreciate that. Like they, it's almost like accountability. When things are great, we're going to go crazy for you. When things aren't, we're going to let you hear. Tim, what movie should we check out? Um, I got uh, sleepers for you. Uh, De Niro movie. Uh, if you don't want to watch that, you can watch uh, Little Giants. It's always a good one to watch. <laughs> uh, there's definitely different kinds of movies there. I think I saw Sleepers a few Tim, weeks ago. Tim, appreciate it. Uh, that's with uh, who's the girl with the curly hair? Robert De Niro was a, a priest. A lot of girls are curly hair, man. No, uh, I can't think of her name. Sleeper's a great movie. That's Brad Pitt. It's Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah, Kevin Bacon was in it because he was a security guard. Yes. Um, The curly hair woman in that movie? I'm trying to think of who you mean. Uh, If you see her face, you know she was big. Molly, not Molly. uh, Mini Driver. Mini Driver. There you go. I was about to call her Molly. Molly Molly Ringwald? Yeah, I was about, no, I was about to call Molly Driver. Yeah, the the cast of Sleeper's is a big-time cast. It's De Niro, Kevin Bacon, Brad Pitt. Uh, mini driver. That's a that's a big cast. See, that I've seen that. That's a good movie. A little heavy though, right? We've got a lot of heavy movies. Yeah, I'm stuck on Sisu. That I, that's your vote. That's the one. I, I mean, think I'm, I'm because you got to see the like you didn't see the trailer. Well, I just heard you read it. No, you, well, I watched theatrically. The, well, I got to show you know in the next break I'm yeah. gonna show you the all trailer. Right, we'll watch the trailer because the trailer's like you know me. I'm I'm all for that action at the beginning, and it just jumps like they is they don't leave. Nothing to the imagination. Oh, it's all there? Oh, it's right there. All right. I'll, I'll check it out. Jay in Roxburgh. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Jay? What are you feeling? Yeah. Well, you know what? Talk about that fan thing. You know, well, this is what this is the situation with Philly fans. And I know it's more, it's a lot out there. I'm not talking about every single one, of course. But I'm just talking about, you know, overall what's happened is that we used to be knowledgeable fans. And now I don't feel like we're, we're knowledgeable fans anymore because you know, we we look at the wrong things. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, with Tobias Harris, you know, people come down on Tobias Harris. People don't realize that this guy was a fourth option when he first got here. You know, uh, he was um, – Ben Simmons held the ball, Joel Embiid dominated the ball, and Jimmy Butler dominated the ball. So he's a fourth option. When Jimmy left, it was uh, Ben and Joel – and then uh, Maxie. And then Ben left. Now it's Maxie and Joel running the ball. You know, this, this is a guy that needs rhythm. And, and when I say about the fans not being knowledgeable, fans got to understand that 
certain kinds of players need the ball in their hands to get rhythm. Right. And Jay, and, I, I, you're not wrong on that. But I think the, the frustration with Tobias is more his contract. He, yeah, the he's, money. He's, he's, that, and, he's not a $40 million dollar player, but he's making right. $40 million. And see, I'm glad you, that was that was my next thing, man. That's why I really called about it. The fans, this is why I say about knowledge. Fans, we keep looking at the dollar amount that a team paid them. Uh, uh, Tobias Harris has nothing to do with uh, going into the owner's pockets and taking the money. Right. They gave it to him. I, I agree. You know, and the, the fans need to understand that that man, the only thing that that man can do is take the money that they're giving him. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Tobias Harris, if he were on some bad team, this guy was probably averaging about 25 to 30 points with his talent level. But on this team, this guy found a way to try to find a niche of being a third and fourth option, getting paid that big money. And as fans in Philly, we keep looking at pocket watching. We yeah, keep Jay, at I, I, you're, I agree with you for the most part on this one, Jay. And it, it's a good phone call. I, you're not wrong. I mean, I, but I think the frustrate we can't we can't boo Daryl Morey during the games. I know he didn't sign him, but we, we can't boo the GM or the owner during the game. So you boo the you player, boo crumble cookie. Yeah, and. I don't even think people dislike Tobias Harris. He seems like a really nice guy. They just don't like him for the money that he's making. Yeah, he plays hard. I, I, I just it's a, I it's the reality of like he's not as good as his contract says he should be. Yeah, and you know what? I don't I don't look I look at that as that's what the NBA dictates. Mm-hmm. And if his contract's up and you decide to, to sign him for that, then that's what he signs for. It's on you, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, and that's kind of the way that the NBA is gone. And not only that. He owes it to everybody that comes behind him. If they give him that kind of money, he got to take it. I agree. He has to take it. Yeah, I'm never, I'll never like criticize a player for taking, especially in the NBA, like a max contract. If they give you one, it's the team. I mean, the team's got to be smarter than to offer that kind of money for a player that's just not not worth it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll come back, hit all your phone calls, and we got some history. I'm surprised Kyle's okay with this history. We got some history Uh-oh. involving the Phillies we all can get behind. We'll hit you with that next. Your calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gilliard, 215-592-9494. We'll get back to your phone calls in a second. We're going to pick our movie we're going to watch this weekend. By the way, you just, you just showed me the um, trailer for, was that Sisu? Sisu. S-I-S-U? Yeah, it's no joke. No, I was hooked right away. I was like, all right, that's uh, that's that caught my attention. By the way, we uh, we promised some history involving the fillers that, that certainly caught our attention. So, Hugh, yesterday was uh, Leap Day, right? February 29th? Yes. 
So uh, someone pulled this up. I believe it was um, 2008 Phil's is, our, is the Twitter guy named John Foley. He, um, he pointed this out yesterday. He would say, it's a pretty interesting little piece of history. I guess Kyle's okay with history when it's positive, like when it, it, it's a pro uh, thing to one of our teams. If, if it's anti, Kyle doesn't want to hear it. But, Hugh, the Phillies have, have won the World Series a couple times, right? 2008 and obviously 1980. Mm-hmm. In 2008, it was a leap year. In 1980... It was a leap year. 2024, Hugh, it is a leap year. Okay. So the vibes for Some the Phillies. A little bit of a correlation yeah, there. Okay. Maybe it becomes a coincidence, maybe correlation, maybe causation. I don't know. We can throw it over where we want to use. It's not a bad thing that the Phillies, obviously, their two World Series championships came in a leap year. 80 and 2008, and now we get another one here in 2024. So I don't know if that means we should start printing the World Series tickets or just kind of wrap that parade route out, but. I don't know. I mean, I like it. I, I see I see a, a direct line there, Hugh. Leap year, Phillies win the World Series. You with me? I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Kyle, direct correlation, leap year, World Series. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how much of a history buff yeah. I am and how enthusiastic I am about history involving my sports teams. Um, but, yeah, like uh, it adds up to me. Yeah, I'm going to suspend disbelief. I know there's been a lot yeah. of other leap years yes. they didn't win, but let's just count just, the other right, they're two. Only, yeah. The only ones that did win were on leap, leap years. years. Um, that tracks, and if you ask me, I think that's perfectly clear evidence that the Phillies are going to win the World Series this year. Uh, look, yesterday we talked about okay how they're that. all focused. They're laser-focused on the task at hand. Today we find out the leap year thing. But wait a minute. Can I, connecting can I, dots here. Listen, I don't want no beef with Kyle in the weekend about to start. Mm-hmm. But how are you okay with the leap year thing? <laughs> but you're not okay with the field saying that, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they, they're talking about the World Series. I don't well, because, well, so I think, I'll give you the exact distinction right here. <laughs> We're the fans talking about cute little reasons why the Phillies might win the World Series. Like, if I'm a fan, I can talk about the World Series. Okay. I want the guys in the building to be focused on the task at hand. Mm. It's not my job to focus on, you know, winning the division or, or winning a hundred, you know, going through the hundred sixty-two game schedule. It is, however, the job of the players. So I would like them to be focused on that. Yeah, well, they are gotcha. laser, again. They are laser focused. So uh, we also established too. this. We established that Kyle is anti-history when he doesn't like what he's hearing, and he's pro-history. When I, I mean, he that's okay. It. That's that that goes into our core values. Moving the line. Yeah, move the line just a little bit. Okay, moving the goalpost, baby. Leaving logic at the, at the door. <laughs> so when we talked about how uh, NFC runners up don't go back to the Super Bowl, that was like, stop it. But yeah, leap that was, years, that was leap years. That's, that's perfectly actually. logical. Okay, I just want to make sure we're all. On the I mean, same but at least we're like, like at least we are, we are aware that we moved the line. Like some people are not; they're like delusional. <laughs> yeah, no, we're very aware. We very, actually, very again, aware. we we encourage each other to move the line. Tony is up next on WIP. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Tony? Hey, uh, Hugh. First time talking to you. Big fan of you as a kid growing up. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Hey, I remember this interview that you gave. I think it was like oh three oh four. It's been etched into my brain for years. Do you remember Do or Die? Do or Die, yeah, at, the, at my locker. Do or Die, man. Yeah, do, do or, or die. die. Yeah, I remember that. In the playoffs, was Do yes. or Die. Uh, still say to this day. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the the uh, the lineup, but mm-hmm. also uh, the fans. And I got a movie too. Uh, in regards to the lineup, I would personally bat Trey Turner first over Schwarber. But the two-hole is, I think, the more uh, controversial opinion I have. I think Bryce Harper should bat second because you take a look at lineups. Mike Trout batted second for the Angels yeah. for all those years. I believe that the best hitter on your team should always bat second, not third or fourth. But in that lineup configuration, I bat Turner first, Harper second, and then Schwarber third 
And depending on you know who's hot at the moment, I pat uh, JT or Castellanos fourth. So a couple things. One, I I agree with your your premise of the two hole hitter, and and it, I don't want to do Turner one. Obviously, I want to do Schwarber, but Tony, if they did do Turner one, I'm with you. Like I I think turn I think. Harper should bat behind Turner. So, like, I like that. Like, if you're going to go Turner one, put Harper two. The only issue I have, Tony, uh, it's just I'm worried about stacking the lefties. Like, I like I, I like having a separation. Otherwise, I feel like late in the game, especially when the other team has a good lefty, they're bringing him in right there for that pocket of, of Harper and, and Schwarber back-to-back. True, and while that's fair, you got to look at the the 08 to 2011 lineups. That was very left-handed heavy. You know, Shane and uh, Jimmy always ba- uh, were switch hitters, but Jimmy was much better as a left-handed yeah. hitter. So you were very left-handed heavy in probably the most golden age of Philly's history. They were. Uh, it does also make me miss switch hitters. So it just feels like it's a lost start. I don't, you don't, I don't see that anymore. Not many that do it anymore. Uh, and you're right about the two-hole hitter thing. I, I saw an article the other day, the Yankees are going to put Soto 2 ahead of Judge. So, yeah, like the, the best hitters – Tend to hit two in a lot of lineups. Tony, makes sense. yeah, it does. What are you thinking on us being too hard? So I think we were too harsh years ago, but obviously that ship has sailed. And I think it's less of a Philadelphia thing and more of a societal thing where, you know, you don't see people boo as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, we were harsh on our guys years ago, but you take a look at the Trey Turner thing. You take a look at the Alec Bohm thing. I, I saw a Twitter campaign to try to get a standing ovation for Tobias Harris. I think, I think we, that's happening tonight. Hopefully yeah, not, but yes. We, 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 we've changed the fan base, but it's also, I think, a societal thing because there was a thing on Twitter yesterday about uh, WWE. There was a very inexperienced women's wrestler who got booed at a live event. Uh, it was one guy just saying, you suck, and it became a big thing where the wrestlers were chiming in saying, uh, you know, I would like to see someone go to your job and boo you. And this is professional wrestling. Like, it's just more of a societal thing where people are less inclined to boo, and I think there's a lot of coddling, and there's a good part of that, but it's also, I think we've gotten soft when it comes to sports and entertainment in general, and maybe that's a social media thing where everything is magnetized, but, you know, you really don't see much of that anymore compared to how you used to see booing, and I think it might have to do with, you know, an online presence. I think you're right. And Tony, it feels to me like we see less harsh booing in a stadium and more probably over-the-top, hiding-behind-a-keyboard kind of stuff. Um, Keyboard gangster. Yeah, and then the players see that, right, because they're on their phones all the time. So it's, it's probably all wrapped up. And, Tony, what movie should we check out? So you guys are bringing up Pierce Brosnan, and I wanted to go to uh, my favorite, one of my favorite video games of all time and one of my favorite movies of all time, Goldeneye. I thought Pierce Brosnan was awesome in that movie. Sean Bean, who's one of my favorite actors as 006, was tremendous. Uh, and another quick one. Have you guys ever seen The Room? The I room. haven't, but it, it's, no. it's it's ringing familiar. What What is it? So it's known as the best worst movie of all time. It was made by a guy named Tommy Wiseau in 2003. And basically he, there's very much not known about this guy, but he basically funded his own movie. He tried to make this drama and it ended up being considered one of the worst movies of all time. They actually made a movie about it called The Disaster Artist with uh, James Franco. I think he won a Golden Globe for it. Basically, the whole premise of going through making the movie. But it's basically, if you want to look it up, it's considered the Citizen Kane of bad movies. It's hilarious in all the right ways. Uh, He tried to make this serious movie, and it's just a very, very funny comedy unintentionally. And it's definitely worth seeing. It's one of the worst movies ever. But it's so endearing, it's really worth watching. I, you have my attention. So bad, it's worth watching. Tony, we appreciate the phone call there. Uh, I, you know, I do think for all these players, whether it be AJ, uh, Darius, anybody, the social media aspect is part of it. I think when they, when they feel 
like we're hard on them. I think it's be much my guess. I don't think they're just talking about the fans in the crowd because I don't think it's as harsh as it used to be. I think they see more because they look at what people are saying about yeah, them. I, I think that, you know, with with social media being a big part of our lives, now even I had to deal with it, like well, we all had to deal with it, where you go on there and there's a good aspect of social media because it allows you to interact with fans that you would never get a chance to interact mm-hmm. with ever. But the negative side is it that you do have those people on there that hide behind the keyboard and they say they say inflammatory things to you, and you just have to be able to handle that, the bottom line. And you can't let stuff that people say about you that really don't know you move you off your square. Because a lot of times, you know, those same individuals that, that when they talk about you, it's because they're reading stuff about you and they know that you know nothing about them. So you just have to be okay with that. And you have to know that sometimes – you know, as much as you would like to clap back, you really can't win it. Yeah, you and really, I, really can't. I do empathize with them because I think social media could be a funhouse mirror. You, you may seem different than it really is, right? You, if you're a Slay or you're an A.J. Brown or any prominent player, you go on there, you probably think everyone hates you, and they don't. Like, And I, and I think nine, 99 out of every 100 Eagles fans have are never going to send a negative thing at Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, or A.J. Brown. But they go on there and they see whatever's thrown at them, and it's like everyone here is just beating me up they'll all see, the time. They'll see one or two. They'll they will look at. There will probably be fifty positive comments that people say about them. Oh, we love you, da 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 da. But they those negative ones stick out more so than anything else. I mean, we all do. We're all human. Because I see, even I go on on social media sometimes, and I will see that the negative ones will stick out to me more so than the positive. It's I think it's human nature. Yeah, I, and, yeah. you know the clapback is real. I can give you a perfect example of one that I noticed yesterday, and I think you posted it on either your Twitter or it came up on WIPs, and it was uh, something that you love that the Phillies were doing. We talked about how much you you love the fact they're talking about the World Series. Like, you know, hardly any comments, anything. Like, you barely saw any, like, real interaction. I'm sure there was a lot of people that listened to it or saw the clip, but nobody really had anything to to say. say about it. But if you said I'm trading Trey Turner for Juan Soto or, or Trey sucks right now, you hate the Phillies. It's yeah, you hate Trey everyone Turner. hates yeah. you. You hate the Phillies. You hate the city of Philadelphia. You are a traitor and a fraud. Right. And it's you know that's that's the way it works. Yeah, man. and and look, I I empathize with them because they look. I get one one millionth percent of what a, a, an AJ Brown would get or Darius Slay. So yeah, I, I get it. But it doesn't represent the, the fan base. That's that's the part that frustrates me. I don't think we're too hard on these guys. Uh, let's go to Albert and Maple Shade. Hey, Albert. Albert. Yeah, what's up, guys? How we doing? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.